Well, hello, everybody. And how do you like the snow that we were just supposed to have a little bit of flurries and it's supposed to start this afternoon? And guess what? It started this morning and there's a lot. <laughs> but it's that fluffy stuff. It looks remind me of a snow globe. Okay, took the back roads in. Took me a little bit to get here, but by Jiminy, we're here. Carly's here. We're all here. So hopefully you're there and you're safe and you're not in a ditch and you'll have time to listen to us today. So we're going to be taking your calls. Uh, nobody in the studio with me, just me, myself, and I. And uh, and then uh, one thing to remember, folks, don't text and drive. You know, I still, it unnerves me when people drive and talk. So if you're calling from your phone on your car, you could do me a big favor, pull into a parking lot or off to the side of the road. Because all of a sudden I don't want to hear the word, oh my God, and a crash, okay? Uh, because that just, oh, I just, it's driving me nuts. The way it's it's out there. So So hopefully you got some... Some stuff to talk about. Remember, I got to remind everybody, still getting emails. What's that stuff to put on the sidewalk? Chicken grit number two, okay? Chicken grit number two. And then you can get that at a feed mill or like uh, farm and home, farm and garden stores, uh, like out in Wyconia, Winona, things like that, uh, Buffalo, Delano, Spikes Feed Supply, stuff like that. They all have it. And then Hugo Feed Mill, Hool's Feed Mill, um, UFC, uh, United Farms, uh, something. I can't remember what the UFC, what the C stands for. But anyway, so all of them have got chicken grit. And everybody's uh, saying, oh, there's no salt here. Everybody's running on a salt. You know what? That's all chemicals. Burns your your uh, dog's feet. You don't want that. And this, so that's why if you are a city dweller, please, please put boots on so that you're, if you're going out in the street, so th- those pads don't get burnt up and, and you got problems, okay? And a good way to get your dog used to boots or, or anything is to uh, just get some baby socks, you know, just in the baby section. And then quick, put them on all four paws and then start throwing some treats around like canned chicken or something like that. And so the dog is going to be so interested in going and getting the food, he's going to forget about what's on his feet. And before you know it, he's walking normally on them. All right. And so that's really important. It's to, to you know, just don't put one on, just put all four on. I use that. I learned that from Diane. <laughs> and so then eventually that they can start getting used to it. And the boots have to be set, fit, fitted properly. And then also, folks, as you buy your boots, make sure that they have grips on them, that they're not just slippery on the bottom or that, you know, you're causing more problems. Even though you're keeping them safe from the salt, you, you're causing a hazard that he might slip on the ice. So make sure they have good grips on the bottom of them and that they fit nicely, that you don't have to just like ram the, call, the paw in at an abnormal angle. And then Velcro is good so that, it, you know, it snugs in there. So hopefully you can do it and do it right. So hopefully you have some questions for me. You can give a holler, 651-641-1071. And a big thing now with the cold out there too is dog, cats that are outdoors, uh, uh, they need some shelter to get out of the wind so they don't freeze their ears. That's the biggest thing with cats is freezing their ears. Same with uh, chickens. I just found uh, saw my rooster froze the top of his comb apparently last week, and he wasn't even outside. <laughs> he was in the barn, but he froze the top of his comb. So it's really important. You know, you can make a cat house. You know, go 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 get one of those Rubbermaid, uh, whatever you call it, Rubbermaid totes, and you can uh, put styrofoam on the inside or styrofoam around the outside then you cut a hole in it and then you got the top and you kind of like either 
wire it down or whatever, and then put nice blankets in there. And then, and like I said, now that's a nice place for a cat to get into and get out of the weather and out of the wind. And so now you got a better chance of that cat not, be, you know, for outdoor cats, whether it be, you know, we've got any feral cats that, you know, just something to get them out of the wind and, and kind of curl themselves up. That Unfortunately, because cats' ears are perked, when they curl themselves up, they don't get the, their ears. The ears still stay up, and then that's what normally will get frostbit. You know, their face and stuff like that can get in underneath their paws and such like that, but they can't get their ears under there, so that's what you have to worry about. So pay attention to that. But, yeah, just take some of those those totes, those plastic totes. Either take styrofoam and put it on the inside or put it around the outside. Some people, if you have access to bale of hay, just put the tote on the ground, cut a hole into it, you know, put your, uh, like your blankets or whatever in there. Okay. Put the top on it and then put bales of hay around it. And so then that will keep the tote in one spot and then it insulates it too. So the, that's why, like I said, you can get what's called packing hay, which is a lot cheaper than baling hay. Okay. Uh, uh, straw has gotten to be ridiculously ridiculously priced it's almost more than hay sometimes if you get really good quality straw so don't worry about that but if you're going to put if you're going to use it at insulation to go around something then just get what we call packing hay it's cheaper and uh, then in the spring you just you just throw it away so anyway, so, and once again, if you got questions, give a holler, 651-641-1071. Do we got anybody up to date, up to the plate yet? Yes, we do. All right, who do we got? All right, we're going to talk to Peggy, and Peggy has a question about um, your suggestions for adopting or rescuing a bonded pair. Okay, hi, Peggy, how you doing? Pretty good. Good, good. Okay, so what's what's the play in here? What's going on? Um, I well, within the last two months, I put down um, a thirteen-year-old puggle, so I'm familiar with the breed. Okay. And I came across on Pet Finders a bonded pair. It's a male and a female. One is seven, and one is five. All right. And I'm just wondering it, what kind of issues might come along with a bonded pair. The biggest thing that, that comes along is if something happens to one, mm-hmm. you got to remember they're bonded, right? Right. The, the humans are secondary. They are primary, okay? Sure. So they won't do well, but you can work on it slowly but surely where you take one for a ride and not, one for a walk and not. Okay. You can slowly start trying to work them so they, they don't get all nuts when the other one isn't around, okay. right? And But the biggest thing is that is when something happens to one, that the other one, you don't even, it's just like, whoa. Yeah. You know, that's that's the biggest problem with a bonded pair. And okay. so that they just don't know how to be by one identity. They don't know how to be two identities. They are one identity. Okay. As, okay. Especially if, if the leader, the one that's the leader, mm-hmm. that something happens to that one. The one that is the follower has no idea what to do with life because okay. he's been so interested in, 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 in he's spent his whole life following and not leading and not making decisions that he doesn't know what to do and then they kind of crash and then you okay. got to kind of try to bring them out of their shell okay but what you can do is work on like maybe go to a separate obedience class with them okay. all right and then uh, bring one into another room and teach them tricks you know okay. try little doses of separation Okay. So that is, you just don't take them away and one goes away for four hours. Sure, sure. <laughs> you know, but just little, you know, little, little doses like that and then hopefully it'll all work out. But you got to remember, you're always going to be secondary, not primary. Well, that, that was part of my concern is I've only adopted single dogs in the past, but I know that there's rescues out there that are trying to find homes mm-hmm. for bonded pairs. Right. So, you know, I want to do the right thing, but I also have to be, um, 
have to understand my own skills or my level of mm-hmm. what I can do. So. Right, and see, the thing is, is that you could still, you know, still go for walks. You know, I mean, sure. you, uh, you go for car rides. You know, everything you just have two instead of one. Right. But then the thing is, is then your 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 sub job is to work on a relationship. You know, sure. where they they will start looking to you for direction. Okay. And so that's why you know it's 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 a little bit not tougher. Isn't the word? Okay. What it is is just kind of like you have uh, what is that? Uh, where one person, two people are one, whereas, you know, you're, uh, I forget. Codependent? Well, they're codependent. Yeah, that's de- that's definite. But it's like, okay, you got two separate identities you're looking oh, at, sure. but you really are only have one dog. You, okay. you know what I mean? Type thing. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. So, but like I said, uh, teaching tricks individually, just, uh, you know, like going to an obedience class and, okay. you know, on, take one to, you know, so that he, the only one he knows is you in the room. So now he's got to look to you for direction. All okay. right. Okay. And then when you get that, and then obviously everything that you're learning in that class you can come home and do with the other one but it would be good to take the once you get through the first one then the second one and you and then see that's alone time you know with the dog alone time at home now do you have somebody else at home i don't i live alone okay um i do have a retired neighbor who has helped out with the last dog too so that if they needed potty breaks he would let them out during the day because that's what i would suggest that i would not leave that one that's left behind by itself because because that might be a little bit because you're talking probably at least a two-hour commitment sure you know as far as the time to get to class the class and then coming home yep so if you have somebody that can watch the other dog so that one doesn't you know have a total total meltdown (laughs) then that will work out very well but to me it'd be something if you've never done it yep you know it'd be something cool even though since uh, and i'm assuming you said these were puggles? Yes. Okay, and you know the mentality of a puggle. Oh, yeah. You know, they're very strong-willed. Yes, they and, are. Yes, they are. <laughs> and so the whole world sits through their nose. Yeah. But, but if you're up for that because you've had them before, you kind of right. understand, you know, their mentality that, you know, yep. this might be a great fit. And to be honest with you, it's really hard for people to find people, owner, you know, that are willing to take a bonded pair. Sure. And so you would be a very unique, you know, and a special person that would, you know, d- do this. Because so many people say, well, I could take one, but I can't take two. Right, You right. know, and so when they are bonded like that, boy, when you try to split them, they, yeah, whoever winds up never. with them, yeah, whoever winds up with them is going to have a mess is what they're going to have. Right. You're better off to just, you take two, and you just learn to work with two. Right, right. Okay. Okay, great. Thanks for your help. Good luck. Keep me posted, okay? All right. <laughs> bye. Okay, bye-bye. All right. All right. Okay. Let's see. It's Valentine's Day on Thursday. And don't forget to give your, you know, a, a, your kids get Valentine's, but no chocolate. No chocolate. Okay. Wearing your heart on your sleeve is more than just a fa- phrase. Let's talk about it when we come back. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Katie Canine Show. Hopefully, you're probably out shoveling and maybe just listening. You don't have access to the phone. But if you got questions, you've got open lines, 651-641-1071. All right. Okay, wearing your heart on your sleeve is more than just a phrase. Okay, you ready for this? Sure. In the Middle Ages, young men and women drew names to see who their valentine would be. The L.A. Times report, according to the Smithsonian, they would wear the name pinned to their sleeves for one week so everyone would know who they're supposed to be, their feelings are. Huh. So that's pinning that heart, you know, to your sleeve. So hence, wear your heart on your sleeve. That's where that comes from. I wonder if they pulled the hearts out of like a top hat. Their true feelings, what? I wonder if they pulled the hearts out of like a top hat no, or something or maybe a bucket ages, yeah in the middle ages maybe a slop bucket there you <laughs> no they're very very not good <laughs> but anyways i don't know <laughs> good gravy 
Okay, those of you that are buying um, uh, salt pellets out there for your sidewalk, you're not doing the chicken grit number two or the traction grit, make sure that read the label on the package and you want to avoid the sodium chloride, calcium chloride, and also calcium salt. Those are the ones that you want to avoid because that will, will burn your lawn, your dog's feet, and just not good stuff. So make sure you read the labels. The better thing would be to get the chicken grit number two and uh, uh, the traction grit. Traction grit, you can get at most of, uh, like I said, the hardware stores. It's just more expensive. And Musher's Secret, remember that's a balm that goes in the bottom. And a lot of dogs have problems with getting snowballs between their feet. If you take that Musher's Secret and put between, it will keep the uh the hairs you know the balls of ice and snow from forming between the toes and if they really have a big if you don't want to trim between the toes during the the months like this to keep that from happening with all that hair then what you can do because you can go to a groomer and say you know i just need the hair cut around the eyes and i just need the feet trimmed and they will do it everybody thinks when they bring a dog to a groomer that they have to have the whole dog done no you don't folks you don't have to do that you just say when you make your appointment i just want the eye hair trimmed around the eyes so that my dog can see and and not become spooky or nervous and then i need them you know some especially like cocker spaniels you know dogs that have you know a lot of hair your golden doodle anything with doodle in it have all that hair around the paws and that can cause and all those snowballs can be very very big ouchy but if you get musher's secret or some sort like that a ba- a balm and then put that you know yeah i know it doesn't look nice and fluffy and such like that but it keeps the uh, you know the ice from forming and the snowballs from forming between the toes which is outy okay okay let's head to the phone lines Sounds good. We're going to talk to Cindy, and Cindy has a question about a toy poodle that keeps jumping up on the chair. She likes to sit and watch TV. Oh, smart. All right. Hi, Cindy. How you doing? Oh, hi. Good. Good, good. So Um, how old is your dog? um, He's a seven-year-old toy poodle. Okay. How many pounds? Um, uh, Normal weight, 10, 12 pounds, 11 pounds. Okay. Okay, so what's going on? Well... (laughs) I like to sit in this lounge chair. All right. And um, lately, the dog has been jumping up and likes to sit by my feet or just below my feet. Okay. And I can't stretch my legs out. Okay. And he likes to sit there. Also, he's been jumping up on my bed and wanting to sleep in my bed. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I want to know how I can change that behavior. He was sleeping in his bed, you know, his own little dog bed. All right you know, off the bed and off the chair, and I'd like to know how I can... Um, so what changed know, that happened that... Did you invite him in your bed because it was a real cold night for some reason or you're in the t- when you're sitting in the chair? Is that... did What changed for him to think that, okay, now we're sharing? <laughs> um, I think I probably did that. Okay, okay. Because uh, that's the thing is that, you know, people want to set up limits for a dog, like a dog can't go into this room. But if you had crossed that line even once, then the dog will cross it anytime he feels like it. All right. And so that, okay. that's uh, that because it's it dogs know things from black or white. You know, there is no gray areas. It can't be like, OK, now, uh, you know, you can get the dog to look to you for direction. Like, may I join you? No, you may not go to your bed. All right. But the thing okay. is, you got to be able to follow through with that. And so that's why what you might want to do, because also two dogs, especially little dogs, they want to be more at our level, you know, because look at the world from their point of the view. It's like laying of the giants. So when you're sitting down on the chair, you're kind of more at eye level if they get to sit in your lap or whatever. So, you know, sure. so what you can do is a couple of things. If you don't want them in the chair with you, you know, like uh, then you can either cre- like take a chair and put it next to your chair. It may not make a fashion statement so that when oh, he gets when he gets into your chair, you say, uh-uh, and then he has his like little bed or whatever in that chair. 
chair and then put him in. Nope, you're, you know, you can say your place. Okay. And then now if he tries to get out, uh-uh, your place. And so then now you can have your place and he can have his place. All right. Um, okay. uh, instead of being on the floor and fe- feeling like, oh, but you're way up there and I want to be up there too. All right. Now, now at night is a different ball game because when you're sleeping, you know, if they are, have freedom, they can sneak in bed anytime they want. So the only thing okay. that you can do with that is either baby gate him like in your bedroom uh, in his corner. So that's his place that he has to sleep. He cannot jump and get into your bed. That's the only thing that you can do for that. Or you kennel him or you can tether him to the uh, the frame of your bed so he can't jump in bed. You know, so okay. you just got to try to figure that one out. But right now, All as right. far as sitting, watching TV, and this brings me to one thing that people don't think of that have recliner chairs, you know, when the foot thing comes up. All right. Yeah. Especially if you have smaller dogs, like my Ethel is three pounds, right? When you go to get up, you know how you take your feet and you, then you slam it down. Okay. What a lot yeah. of t- what has happened before is dogs have got you know they're, they're you dropped a piece of food under there or something like that, and they're under there and and you don't realize that, and you, you go to kick that in. That many dogs have been hurt very bad, and a couple have been killed. Just be the smaller ones when that foot thing comes down. All right. And so that's why you've got to always make sure where is the dog before you, sm- you know, kick that, that your, your foot rests back in again, if it's been extended out, because okay. that's hurt a lot of dogs or the whole chair rocking forward, you know, after you kick it in and then you rock forward, you know, that some dogs have gotten caught under there as you rock forward. So you've got to really pay attention to that. But right now, I guess I would do is just, you know, whether it's a chair or just something, I mean, it can, it doesn't have to be a fancy chair. It could just be like a folding chair that you put like a round dog bed on it or something like that. And then just put the dog into that bed and just call it your place. And then he gets into oh, your, okay. and, and I will try that. Yeah. And so if he gets and then if you want to, you know, give him a treat when he's in there or give him a toy oh. that's in there, you know what I mean? And just make it comfortable. So he wants to be in his place. And obviously dogs always want to be in our own lap. All right. But the thing is, it's right. one thing to be in your lap, but it's another thing to be on your feet. So you can't extend it out and such like that. So you just right. got to kind of wor- work on a compromise here. And then, like I said earlier, I, I, um, as far as not getting into your bed, then you're going to have to either, like I say, tether him to the frame, use a kennel or use baby gates to give him a section in the bedroom with his own bed in that. And so he can't get out of it into your bed. So you just got to try to figure okay. it out. Okay. I will try that. Thank you very much. Good luck. Take care. Enjoy. Okay. Bye bye. Bye now. Yeah, that's that's tough. You know when, because uh, you know Ethel. That's one thing. Oh, with our you know Will's chair. You know is the the rocker. Yeah. So he'll rock back, and then now he doesn't like the way it extends out. But he'll rock back and put his foot. I got an ottoman there. Yeah. Okay. Well, then when he takes his feet off the ottoman and he leans forward, there's been. Two times, it was way too, I can't believe Ethel didn't get smashed. I mean, I literally went Ethel and I scared the bejeebies out of Will that he didn't come all the way forward. Oh, yeah. And so now it's just a rule that when Will is in his chair, his recliner yeah. rocker, that Ethel is either sitting in my lap or I gate her out of the living room. Yeah. So I don't have to worry because that two times, I darn near almost saw that happen where if he would have came any further forward, she would have got smashed between that ridge of the rocker and the floor. Oh, no. You know how little she was. Yeah.
And that's happened to other dogs. And so you've got to really pay attention to that. That does not sound fun. Well, no, it's not. No, <laughs> no, no not, not at all. all. No, not no, at no. all. And we don't think about it until it happens. That's the thing is that, right. I, I mean, I was sitting there at the computer, which is right next to his chair. And I just happened to look over and she's, you know, she's Miss Vacuum Cleaner. Her nose right. is constantly to the ground. I'm surprised she doesn't have rug burns on her nose. <laughs> because she's sniffing everything yeah. and licking everything. And uh, she just happened to walk that the space between the ottoman and the chair and then, you know, smelt something under the chair and Will's sitting back watching TV. Right. You know, and, and I'm like, Ethel. And then, you know, so anyway, so you got to really pay attention to that. Okay, who's up next? Okay, we can start with Robbie. Robbie mm. has a question about um, a puppy that's growling and nipping when it's going to sleep. And, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Hey, Robbie, how you doing? Hi, fine. Okay, what, good, good. So what kind of puffer are we talking about? We're talking about a seven-month-old beagle. A seven-month-old beagle. Now, have you had him since a puppy? Well, we we got him when he was right around eleven weeks old. Oh, okay, okay. Well, that's a puppy. That's a puppy. Yeah, okay. but his his growling is uh, it it seems to be getting worse. Okay, I mean, so, he'll, so he'll fall asleep, for example, uh, next to me in a place where he usually sleeps, and if I move, I could just barely move my foot or or accidentally just barely touch him, and he will jump up and growl. <sighs> Okay, and okay. start barking. He barks at my husband okay. the same way my husband, if he moves in his recliner and it creaks, he mm-hmm. might jump up and start growling and barking. Okay, guess who's running the house? He is. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yep, this is a classic case that the dog sleeps in bed and not asked mentally much to do f- things for you. So he thinks he's cool and you're not. And if you disrupt <laughs> him, you're going to pay the price. So we've got to change this, all right? Yeah. Okay, one of the things, you got to kick him out of the bed. He is no longer sleeping in bed with you ever, ever again. Oh, no, he, it's, not a, it's not in my bed. It's on the floor. In, in like a, uh, it's on the floor next to me or on the floor underneath my husband's recliner. We're not talking about the bedroom at oh, all. Oh, I thought it was in the bed. Well, does he sleep no. in bed with you? He does, yep. but in, when he sleeps in bed with me, he is fine. Yep. No. He's, he's lovey-dovey. Right, but he, that, that empowers him into the other what's going on on the other side, okay? okay. So let's talk about that when we get back. So hold on to the line, and we'll, and we'll talk, and because and, and, okay. you're not the only one going through this, okay? Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, Candy Hearts were originally medical, medical lonages. Those medical things. lozenges. Yeah, and I gave you the answer because it was supposed to what were Candy Hearts originally. <laughs> I was gonna say okay. So I pretend, hope there's you did, p- pretend that you didn't hear that, and okay. then we'll discuss. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> Alrighty then. Hopefully, people have been mindful with the cold weather that the dog is going to go down to the bottom of the nest, pee, poop, and get right back up again, and that is just fine. If they don't go in their regular designated areas, don't worry about it. At least they're not doing it in your house. All right. Okay, Candy Hearts were originally. With the, what were they used for originally? Um, medical lozenges? Bingo! Ding, yes! ding, 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 ding. <laughs> so a- smart. <laughs> yes, you are. In 1847, a Boston pharmacist, Oliver Chase, invented a machine that simplified the lozenges. Lozenges? Thank you. Uh, a production process, resulting in the first candy-making machine. Uh, after identifying as an opportunity to revolutionize the candy business, Chase, Chase simplified... Simplified? Uh, he shifted to focus <laughs> to candy production with, you know what these are, Neco wafers? N-E-C-C-O wafers? No. They're, they're round. We used to play communion with them. 
Okay. <laughs> Neckos, yeah. And so that, so he start, he came out with the Necco wafers, uh, the candy. Is heart. it like a vanilla wafer? Or no, no, they come in different uh, flavors. Oh, okay. Uh, like the, the black ones were uh, like licorice. The, le- the yellow ones were lemon. Oh, okay. The cherry ones are cherry. Not a piercing lemon or a pier, just yeah. a hint. Okay? okay. And they're maybe, I don't know, you know, they, they weren't that big, but okay. yeah, Neckos, yeah. Yeah. Were, okay. Yeah, I still, and now they have two, they have fruit color. If you go to the big yellow barn down in yeah. Jordan or whatever, yeah, they, they've got them there. That's oh. You don't see them out and about other than the old time candy stores. So. Oh, okay. But anyway, so that's what it started out with is that it started out with being Londages and production and then turned into the Neko wafers and then it kept moving up to Candy Hearts. Candy Hearts. Hey. There we go. Okay. We're t- uh, hey, you got a question? Give a holler. 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. Okay, Robbie, you still with us? Hello. Hello. There you are. Okay. Okay, so give, <laughs> so give me a picture of what's happening. You're sitting in, what, what's going on then? If, if he's on the floor, you're on the floor, what's going on? Okay, he's on the floor on top of a blanket next okay. to my recliner. All right. My husband's sitting in his recliner, which is close to mine. All right. Um, what's, and he's just, he's falling asleep. My foot barely touches him, and he jumps and he starts growling. Okay. He'll just growl. Okay. And I'll, I'll, I'll look at him and go, hey, what's the matter? And then he'll jump up and start nipping and growling. Sometimes he'll... It's my husband that might move in his recliner and even make a creak with right. the sound, and he'll right. jump up and he'll start barking and growling. Okay, uh, I gr- I'll I'll grab him gently mm-hmm. and put him in the kennel. Okay, don't do if that. I can. Yeah, don't do that because other one of these days you will get bit. You couldn't. You know how some people when they, they wake up, uh, you can have the nicest person in the world, and you try to wake them up, and you better you're going to get clocked. Okay, some people right. don't wake up very nicely, and some he doesn't at all. Right, no, and he's some a, he's, horrible. he's a beast. Okay, yeah. so because he's a beast like that, then he doesn't deserve to be next to your recliners. All right. Okay. So you're going to yep. move his spot away from your recliner so that if you move, it doesn't touch him, doesn't bother him. You know, it, it could be out in front of you. Like, let's say you're watching the TV, okay? Then put his spot in front of the TV, okay? So that he's away, he's out there. So you're not, there's no way that you can, you know, visibly touch him sure. or anything. But yet, you see, dogs want their back covered, all right? So that's why a lot of times they'll sleep like, you know, like on the floor, but the couch is behind in behind oh, them. Okay. okay or, or, or or under the bed. Yes, or under the bed or under a table because it's it's like their den, okay? They want their back covered. That's instinctive to them. So that's why you don't want to put him in the middle of the room. That won't work. Right. So what right. you got to do is find a spot, uh, you know, across from you so you can see him, he can see you and he, he feels like he's still a part of, you know, the situation. He hasn't been ostracized to another room. All right? So but right. then the thing is is that now you're not going to avoid avoid his space if you should move and sure. vice versa so that he he's not going to be Mr. Cranky Pants. All right? And so that's what you got to do. He, he, it's not going to be like right next to your rockers or your, you know, your, your recliners or, in be, or between where any noise, any movement will disturb him and he wakes up being Mr. Crabby Pants. All right? So yeah, you figure out... I understand out, that, but sometimes when, you know, he'll, he's by my recliner and my husband moves, he's nowhere near him. Okay. And he, he gets the same treatment. Okay, yeah, but see, by putting him away from you guys' and your movement, you know, like he's on the other sure. side of the room, then he's Mr. Krabby Pants over there. He's not Mr. Krabby Pants within your your field. Even though he's not next to it, you know, right. directly next, it still is kind of in 
that field. <laughs> sure. Yeah, so you, so you got to, yeah. So you got to create another spot for him that he has to go to. Okay. But now also to the, you know, the old um, saying, let sleeping dogs lie that everybody has to remember, never wake a sleeping dog. Never right. don't go pet them. Don't go, you know, like uh, shuffle past them, you know, and accidentally tap the bed because some yeah. dogs will come flying up and is not nice. And so that's why you want to make sure that wherever they ha- are going to fall asleep, sleep is not in you know the way where and see some dogs will fall asleep on the couch and then you say well i want to sit there so you go to scoot them over and you get nailed okay you can't what you got to do is you clap your hands stamp your feet hey wake up wake up come on you want to make sure and you know a dog you know a dog is awake once they step forward and once they shake if they don't shake you know like how they shake when they get they're they're wet you know what i mean okay if they don't shake they're not awake yet all right. Okay. And so that's why it's not just moving forward. It's just like you getting out of bed and sometimes you do the Tim Hoy shuffle to the bathroom. You're not sure. really awake. You're just kind of ambling that way. But yeah, then he actually looks like that sometimes when he's walking from one spot to the next because he will sleep in front of the couch on on his on his blanket. Okay. Away from us. Okay. Okay. And so but that's he'll still if it, sometimes if anybody moves anywhere in the room. Okay. He'll he'll. He'll start growling. Okay, then what you got to do is you should maybe have a kennel, you know, in that room. Or you, room. or when you're going to sit down and you want him to have a, you know, go night-night or, you know what I mean, zero, uh-huh. then he goes into his kennel, shut the door. End of story. You know what I mean? If he's going to be Mr. Krabby Pants in the room where you're not even near him and right. he's going to, you know, create, create a problem. Basically what it is is he doesn't wake up well. And so no, that's... Right. And so the thing is, is that, okay, what are we going to do? We know this is his MO. He doesn't wake up. So what? So if, we, if he's going to fall asleep at all, then we're going to make sure then um, he's going to be in his kennel. So if he wakes up, he can be as naughty as he wants in the kennel but at least we don't have to worry about it you know he's not going to take after us okay so that's what you got to do is set up what will work for your situation you know before Mm -hmm. you sit down to you know hunker in to watch that movie where's the dog and what are we going to do with him is he going into his kennel what are we doing with the dog all right don't sit down and go oh Oh, never mind. I'll get you next time. But then, and all of a sudden, you have an episode. All right. It's got to be yeah. part of the routine as far as before you sit down and settle in and have the dog settle in. Where's the dog? What's he, what are you going to do with him? Okay. Right. So then you don't have to worry about anybody getting growled at, bitten, or whatever. Because you never want to nix a dog's growl because that tells you what they're feeling. All right. You know, right. everybody wants to yell, bad dog, shame on you. And that's the worst thing you can do. You can call him on it. Hey, hey, hey. You be nice. Ah, uh-uh. ah. Be nice. Okay. Hey, be nice. But don't, you know, start screaming and yelling. Because then what happens, they, they they get themselves in trouble for the growling. So they learn not to growl anymore because they don't want to get yelled at. And they just sure. come out flying with the teeth. All right? So that's mm-hmm. why you don't want to nix that growl. That tells you what's happening. They, you're, one ste- you're one step away from maybe a possible bite. <laughs> right. And, well, so- and I, he, he has turned, like, when, I, when I'll pick him, I try to pick him up as gently as I can, even when he's growling at me. No, don't but pick he's, him up. He's, he's never clamped down on me. I mean, he's, he's opened his mouth and put his mouth around my hand, but he's never bit me. But it, he will cross that line one of these times, and then you're yeah. going to be all out of sorts. My dog bit me. But you know what? His M.O. told you that, that he's right. Mr. Krabby Pants. And so anytime yep. they're like that, if anything, you'd get a squeaker toy out, squeak, squeak, squeak. Hey, look at this. Look what I got. Yeah. And then you throw it in the kennel, shut the door, and then everybody goes back to the spaces, all right? Got it. But now, otherwise, you could also let him drag a six-foot nylon leash around. So then you pick 
pick up the leash and not the dog, okay? And then you say, come uh, on, we're going over here. Don't, But don't ever find yourself picking up the dog when he's in that mood because you will get bit someday. And it will, mm-hmm. you know, and then the older he gets, the worse it's going to be. And so that's why, like I say, you just got to figure out a new routine that keeps mm-hmm. everybody safe, especially if you have if you have guests over or whatever, then definitely he has to go into his kennel because you're not sure what's going to happen. All right. Right. So but right. When, so when, when it's your when it's just you guys then you could opt on, OK, what's going to be the protocol now? So you just got to fig- grow out of something like no, that. No, no, no. This is called this isn't growing up out of it. This is this is his personality. OK. Oh, and so you got to learn to. Yeah. So you got to learn to work with it. No, that if he's just Mr. Snugglebugs, you know, other times, this uh-huh. is just a, a, one of his glitches is what he's got. He doesn't wake up well. You know, I know a lot of nice right. people that don't wake up well. I'm not going to not like him because they don't wait. I just don't wake him up. <laughs> well, <laughs> I just, you know, that makes it that that's pretty smart. Yeah. <laughs> so the thing is, or I make sure I wake him up from a far you know and so so that's the whole thing you just learn to work with the personality of dog that you have now at any time now you said earlier that he he sleeps in your bed now when you when he sleeps in your bed that empowers him that gives him a right like you wouldn't believe it equal to you and so personally i would kick him off the bed and he has to sleep on the floor in a kennel or whatever that will knock his ego down a little bit and okay, so, good. But, I do have a, I, yeah, I've got a bed in the bedroom that he does sleep on or under the bed most of the times okay. where he sleeps, but sometimes I'll wake up in the morning and he's back up on the bed. Okay, okay. But I usually feel it when he gets, when he gets on the bed, so I'll just, I'll just keep kicking him off the bed. Okay, and give it a word. Say, uh-uh, off. Okay, or right. down or whatever word. Uh-uh, off. And so don't yeah. use your hands. Don't use your hands. Okay, you just kind of uh uh off, and then if he doesn't, then you get out of bed, clap your hands, come on, off now. Thank you, very nice, and then you go Uh, back to bed. But don't use your hands. No, because the thing is, is if he's not truly awake. (laughs) Oh yeah. Okay, you you know you may get nailed, and so that's why you've got to really work with it. You've got a crabby pants that doesn't wake up easy, and so you've got to be mindful. And like I say, usually go go ahead. Can I I ask you another question about him? Mm -hmm. Okay, he is constantly constantly outside barking nonstop. He'll bark for hours if we let him. Okay. It drives us nuts, but I, I, and I, I feel bad for our neighbors, but I don't know if it's because that's what beagles do, but literally he will go just constantly nose in the snow and bark and bark and bark and bark and okay. bark and bark and bark. Okay, let's talk about that. i got to run to break, so you hold on, and we'll discuss that when we get back. Thanks. Okay, okay, the candy's got their iconic shape much later. Okay, we'll talk about it when we get back. Alrighty then. Thanks for tuning in and sharing your afternoon with me, Katie K9 and Carly. Say, those of you, you know, the KLN uh, products, uh, that's the parent company of Nutrisource and Previta. Okay, uh, they have what's called Wiley Wallabies, you know, licorices. Okay. <laughs> They have one, and I had mentioned this a while back, that this thing, that they resize it. They used to be really big, and now they're smaller. But they're called Green Apple Aussie Bites. Green Apple Aussie Bites. And it's got the 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 green apple licorice in the center, and then kind of it's supposed to be like a caramel coating, yes. but it's not real caramel. No. It's kind of a, yeah. But, oh, my gosh, the the combination of the two is flipping. They're pretty good. Um, addicting. I yeah. Mean, uh, yeah, I, I had to move it. 
Did you, did you throw it across the studio? No, I didn't throw it because I didn't have it sealed, <laughs> oh, okay. and I don't want to waste yeah. a good thing here. So anyway, but so if you got a chance, try it. I know they got it at Fleet Farm. They've got it a lot of places, but it's called Wally Wallabies. Okay, Green Apple Aussie Bites. Google it and look at it. It is because they made it smaller now. I, they're really easy to eat, and I really like <laughs> them a lot. <laughs> Too much is what I like because I always liked the Green Apple Aussie you yeah. know, licorice anyway. Yeah. That was my favorite out of all of them. Oh, really? It, yeah, it was oh, a green okay. apple. Very cool. Yeah, I don't know why. I'm not a green apple typey person, yeah. but I really like those. So anyway. Huh. Okay, the candies got, there are, you know, the candy hearts? Yes. They got their our, our iconic shape much later. It wasn't until 15 years after the creation of the Necco wafers. Did you ever look up Necco wafers? N-E-C-C-O. Okay, wafers. I was going to actually okay. ask you. There, there you go. That Daniel Chase's brother, Oliver Chase, developed a way to press words onto the candy lounges with a felt roller pad and vegetable food coloring. According to the, the, the conference Sensational candy officially became candy heart shape in 1902, and today Neko says about a hundred thousand of them are sold each year. I would have thought it would be more than that than a hundred thousand. I would have said it was probably yeah. a million. I don't know, but a hundred thousand is a lot of those hearts. But still, I looked up the Neko wafers. Okay. I have seen them before. I've never like actually had had one. them. Yeah, well, I'll have to next time I see them, I will get one and get a roll for you. Okay, so then you can. First so hand taste it. First hand taste it. Got it. Because apparently the Neko was the fork play to the candy harp. Okay. So there you go. Now Interesting. you know. I think that's very cool. Yeah. Especially since Neko, boy, we used to, like I said, you know, you're brought up Catholic and, and you know, the communion thing. Yeah. We, everybody be kneeling, you know, and we go around and, you know. What'd you use of the wine, though? Well, well, no, back then we didn't. We did, they didn't do wine back <laughs> oh, then. Oh, they didn't. Not oh. to the people. That was just between the priests and that. Oh. Okay. Yeah. That came years later. <laughs> See, I wouldn't so, know. No. So that was just, you know, yeah, you hold your hand. And then the, yeah, it's, oh yes, yeah, interesting, yeah, funny. Yeah. <clears throat> and then the thing, oh, that the, oh god, I could tell you stories. But anyway, okay. <laughs> hey, if you got a question, give a holler. We got some open lines: six five one six four one one zero seven one six five one six four one one zero seven one. And we're talking to Robbie. Hi, uh, hi, hi, hi. And you got a beagle that's seven months old, correct? Yep. Okay. Correct. And now he likes to go out in the backyard and howl up a storm, bark up a storm. Oh, my God, yes. Okay, and so what he's just doing, he's being a typical beagle. He's talking about everything he's seeing and, and smelling, all right? Mm-hmm. And see, the minute that you open the door to yell at him to say quiet or whatever, he shuts up because all of a sudden it's like, oh, you want to come out and bark too? Okay, so the best thing to get is to get a uh, bark collar. Now, they, okay, the bark collars come in many forms. Okay, okay, they have a bark collar that is just a vibrator. Okay, there's a beep. And the dog barks again, he gets a vibration. It's a, a jiggle, okay? Like, okay. Brrr, okay? And so, okay, so the, and then you've got the kind that is a bark, uh, okay? And then the, there's a beep, and then there's a jiggle, and if he barks again, then there's zing. There's a zing, okay? And then there's the bark collars that just have a, be- you know, a, a, you know, a beep, and then a zing. Yeah. So anyway, so you just decide what you're comfortable with. But that's okay. the only thing that will take care of outside barking. That's the only thing. And it's not a remote, not one that you hold, okay? It is a react, immediate reaction to their action as they're barking. So that's what you have to do. Oh. You, it's not something that you hold as a remote because by the time you hit the button, the dog's in between barks and you're bumping them at the wrong time. So it has to Got be it. the collar that, in that immediately when he barks, you know, it, it dings. Okay, and then he learns sure. if he barks again, either the jiggle's coming or the zing is coming. 
All right. And oh, okay. you only want to get one that you set. There are some that are automatic resets. Don't go for those. All right. Okay. You just if you want to set it on two, you set it on two. If you want to set it on three, you can set it on three. You set where you want it. Okay. How big a jiggle or how big a zing. That you right. want you want to set it, but that's the only thing that takes care of outside barking. The only thing. Okay, yeah, because I don't want to knock them out. Or yeah, no, 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 no. And, and he'll yell because I had to use it on my hundred pound shepherd. Uh, and the reason is, is that uh, my Hank was the one that when he barked, he just didn't start out with a little roof roof. Somebody's at the door. He barked. He was he barked at the windows rattled, and he'd be you know next to me when I was in the office, oh, and oh, my heart would go like right through like oh <laughs> you're gonna give me a heart attack here, well, because well, if I said quiet, he would quit immediately but he didn't he came out powerful and i had to teach him to to start out slowly and if i don't say anything then you can use your power bark okay so i put i put the collar on him and he got zinged and he 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 yelped like oh i'm dying i'm dying okay (laughs) but the thing is is that then you know i just kind of don't you don't say anything you let them figure it out okay and so then because i would just had somebody go and knock at the door because that's what would set him off knocking at the door the doorbell Right. So then I waited for about an hour or two, and then I had somebody ring the doorbell. And this time he went to bark. He looked at me. He went to it. And I'm like, this is what I want. You you don't have to come out with the powerhouse. And so within two weeks, I didn't need that collar anymore. Really? Yeah, because he understood. He, well, yeah, because he understood it because it was an immediate reaction to his action. And so right. then he understood that, you know, to slowly start out and not just with the power bark. And if I don't say anything, then he can continue barking. All right. It doesn't right. nix, nix their barking. It makes them stop and think and then look to you <laughs> like, is it's this OK? okay. <laughs> so, so then why do you want you to take the collar off if. If they they will still bark, I mean, I don't want to stop them completely from barking. Right, like right, no, no, stranger. no. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, no, but when you're in the house, you know, you don't need it unless he's barking at squirrels right. every two seconds and put it on. Okay, yep. but then take it. You know what I mean? Just kind of roll with the punches and just see where you... I took sure. the batteries out about uh, two weeks into, you know, after uh, that. I, I had mm-hmm. the collar on, but the batteries were out. Okay, so then he roared with no batteries for about two weeks, and I took the total, you know, because like I said, they just think, oh, the collar's on, I can't do anything, I can't do anything. So I kept making them think, all right? <laughs> and so, and, yeah, and so the thing is, is that you just learn to work with it, and that was it. So, I, I mean, it was an immediate reaction to his action and it worked yeah. and it worked great and so that's well, what that you would that would stop one of the big the big one of the bigger problems when it, well it, it is a problem out there barking I'm, I'm i feel bad for my neighbors nobody said anything yet but yeah. but when we first let him out the deck door he'll turn around and just give us holy yeah <laughs> he, he, yeah it's like yeah. holy crap I, i'm afraid the neighbors think we're beating him up yeah, exactly but no you give him they're gonna hear a real high-pitched scream when he gets bumped the first time because he's scared you know it's like what sure. sam bananas was that i did not expect that and i'm so gonna the, have to take a video of that one and say there the, you go there, buddy. there you go but yeah so it's not <laughs> inhumane many people say oh that's inhumane it's like you know what all of a sudden you're gonna start getting tickets from people that are tired to listen to your dog barking right okay and so right. all it is is just it like i said it's a really quick easy training tool and like i said okay. you have you have your choice between the the you know the jiggle you know the vibration or yep. you have a choice between a zing got okay? it and so you've got to just decide you know what you're going to do and then go from there because mm-hmm. it does work like a charm doxies which are notorious barkers in the house i've had more people like they were worried because oh it's such a little dog you know and they have little collars for the little dogs <laughs> and so i said you know just give it a try just try the vibrator one and just see how it goes and after two weeks, I would get calls going, 
I can't believe it. My house is actually quiet, and I like my dog again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I said, yeah, yeah. I want to like my dog too. <laughs> yep. And so, like they said, but you know, like I said, if you if he he starts to slowly bark because you hear something, you can egg him on. Like, what is it? Check it out. You know, so you can help him extend it if you want. Sure. But then on the other hand, if you know what it is and he's about ready, ah ah ah, quiet. Have a quiet word. Just don't say no. Is it going to be quiet or is it going to be enough? Ah quiet or a hey, enough so that you can stop it if he continue is going to try to continue ah uh, ah uh, ah uh, ah uh, uh, quiet okay and then so when he, the, yeah a different word besides no right because most people yeah. know their dogs to death you want to teach them a vocabulary and what the, what it means okay yeah. and so that eventually he should get better and better and better and then now he's learned to look to you for direction instead of blow mm-hmm. through you and take matters in his own hands okay? good uh, do you have time for another question? Well, we got another person, but we take, we got a little bit of time before we have to go to big break. Okay, what's up? Um, well, another thing is, is he jumps up on our kids when they come and our grandkids yep. and sometimes on, on us. Okay, right. So let him drag that six-foot nylon leash around. So okay. if it looks like he's going to jump, quick step on it and go, uh-uh, wrong. Got uh-uh, it. wrong. Okay. And so then pretty soon he's going to learn and then ask him to sit. Thank you. But when the grandkids first get there, that's a wah fest anyway. So maybe mm-hmm. have him in his crate or another room until everybody gets settled in. And if, and, and if the grandkids start running and screaming, he's yep. going to run and scream and jump and all that. So either put him on yep. a leash and you hold the leash or put yep. him in the kennel. You've got to control the situation. Because okay. kids, yep. dogs love to chase kids that are running and screaming and jump well, all do. over them. And so that's why you've got to, <laughs> if you can't train the kids and work with the dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Okay. He helps us bring groceries in, too. Oh, does he? Why? What does he so, do? Well, it's, he, his nose is right in the bag. Oh. <laughs> and check yeah, it out. Right. What's for me? What's for me? All of it. Mine, 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 mine. Right, there right, you go. right. Well, good luck. Okay. And if you got any other questions, just give a holler or email me up at Katie's Canines, okay? Okay, we will do. Thank you. Take care, kiddo. Have a good evening. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, that, that's the big thing. The outside barking is really, really tough. And, uh, but the whole thing is, like I say, some people might think those collars are inhumane. I, for one, do not, you know, they, yeah, if you want to set it on 110 volts, you know, then it's in, in, inhumane, but all the collars have the option of starting out very slow and slow and whether you want to just use the vibrator and then, you know, you can go online, you can check them out and such like that. And there's, that's the neat thing about Amazon. They have, um, you know, your, uh, comments so you can read what people have to say and you can go from there and so you know and then all is right with the world and you don't not to get ticket for a barking dog okay well you don't touch that dial the heart shape wasn't as always a romantic symbol why we'll be back